This Week in HPC. Seagate and PDN rev up storage offerings. And Borgo's EXA with Sequana. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening into another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research. I'm Addison Snell. That's Michael Feldman. Michael, we're still wrapping up news from SC15 in Austin. We're back in our home offices, at least briefly, before we both take off again, not only for the American Thanksgiving holiday, but some other conferences and meetings we're catching up on. But before we get to some of the product news, Michael, you captured a few statistics around supercomputing. Yeah, we noted last time how, how busy the conference was and how much activity there was on the exhibition floor. Sure enough, this, this did break some records here. There's, there was over 12,000, well, actually almost 13,000, 12,900 plus attendees uh, registered on the last day. And then uh, the exhibit hall featured 343 exhibitors. So a huge conference, probably the, the biggest they've ever had, and it definitely was reflected in the sort of the energy and the activity that we saw there. So and lots of news, and we're about to try and catch up on uh, some of it here, but uh, there was a lot going on there on those uh, those six days. It was definitely busy, and we could completely feel it. It was a really a great conference. And as we catch up on some of the product news we haven't touched yet, the most notable category that we haven't covered yet is storage. And here's where uh, the two most notable uh, uh, gaining high-performance computers storage lines, uh, Seagate and DDN, uh, I think both had really good shows, including some new announcements. And I'll start with Seagate. They had three different products that were tied to their their different announcements. And uh, those are numbered the L300 under the cluster store line, cluster store L300. Then they have a cluster store uh, G200. And then another one that's more on the archive side, that's the a200, all of those under the cluster store line. Now, the, the L in the L300 stands for Luster. That's a, a Luster-based uh, storage system. The G stands for GPFS, although that now goes with uh, IBM, uh, a Spectrum store. It's it's not GPFS anymore, but still the G is GPFS. And then the, the A is Archive. That's more of a tiered storage product that, uh, that does that uh, cheaper level of disk, but better performance than tape. They're targeting those environments. But then even beyond these three product announcements, I think the most interesting thing to me was underneath the covers, where in these cluster store products, they have a new HPC drive. And I haven't seen that from another storage company in, in my recent memory, where the drive itself is is designed for high-performance computing. What they're really going for here is a, a 10K RP drive at capacities that you would normally associate with a 7200 RPM drive. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting uh, component that they're they're incorporating into their into some of their platforms now, and it should appeal to uh, I would think a lot of HPC users who want that that extra performance. It's a good differentiation from from other other vendors they can buy, which they basically use stock drives and try and accelerate the performance through through other means. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's uh, that's an interesting extra we get here. But the other interesting part, and you went through it, is sort of how 
Seagate has diversified the cluster store product line. I mean, this is basically sort of the break from from the Xyrotex line where they had this monolithic cluster store uh, a platform that they they upgraded every year or two and they got they got faster and bigger versions and now they've they've differentiated into sort of three different categories with with GPFS luster and the and the tiered storage so uh, Seagate's been pretty busy and it's now a sort of an interesting portfolio of, of HPC uh, platforms that they're they're coming up with yeah, it really does hit this this full complement. I almost said full spectrum, which is going to tie to IP. I'm going to trip up on that one for a while, but yeah. this full complement of offerings. Now, this HPC HDD, their high-performance drive, this is a 4-terabyte SAS drive, where it really is, is excelling compared to the uh, you know the near-line 7200 RPM disk. Is, you know, everything's faster. The reads are faster. Sequential data rate's faster. But the writes, the random writes are a lot faster, and that's where they're they're going to pick up a lot there. The L300 is where a lot more of the innovation is, I think, in this line. That's the one where the storage controller, this is the Luster line. The, in the L300, the storage controller itself is upgraded to an Intel Haswell uh, processor in the storage controller, and that's going to allow them to pick up some of the newest uh, interconnect technologies that we talked about on the last podcast, the EDR InfiniBand 100 gigabit per second, as well as Intel OmniPath, those are integrated into that Luster line, the uh, cluster store L300. That goes beyond the features that we see in the the GPFS or the or the Spectrum storage line, the G200. Uh, maybe still just a, a generation behind on the interconnect side. Yeah, you're right. There's that differentiation, and the Luster line basically looks like the continuation of, of the, the Xyrotex platform, sort of in total. And then they, these two offshoots they've they've configured or built for for these two other areas. So, yeah, I agree. The, this HPC drive is going to be an interesting thing to see, and uh, you know, by featuring it in this in the Luster platform, I, I think it's going to get some traction in in a lot of a lot of customers that. Uh, that really need that extra performance. Meanwhile, DDN, of course, is uh, going punch for punch with Luster. They've got some new product announcements of their own, starting with a new SFA 14K, which is also available as an SFA 14KE. One is a, a entirely a block. Well, it's a hybrid block-based storage line. The 14KE is a hyper-converged storage line. So the block-based is going to be targeting uh, maximum performance per rack unit, and the the uh, hyperconverged line in the 14KE going to be targeting a greater density uh, in terms of the overall storage offering. But that wasn't even the limit of what DDN announced. They're also announcing um, a front-end IME 14K, which is an entire flash offering to be used as a, as a burst buffer, essentially, in front of uh, other DDN storage or, or any other storage, uh, all based on NVMe. And then if you're putting it in front of other storage, DDN finally has announced the ability to put DDN software on commodity hardware so that you can optimize your performance no matter whose storage you're buying. So another broad offering from DDN coming here. Yeah, I mean, again, you see this diversification. They're trying to to fill all the all the target markets there. I mean, the the, the all flash array, the the IME 14K, is, is quite interesting for DDN. I don't 
think, uh, if I can recall, they've ever had an, an all-flash offering before, and it's it's something that, you know, a lot of obviously the technology has become very important, uh, not just in HPC but elsewhere, and now with this MVME uh, technology on top of the all-flash, it, it sort of opens up a lot of avenues to put uh, a lot of flash into uh, into a system, and then they're taking advantage of that. A very interesting set of offerings, and, uh, you know, with the with the uh, accelerator, the burst buffer accelerator that DDN has, it's, uh, uh, I think it's going to be uh, well-received by, again, by the performance end of this market that DDN targets. Well, and that's going to be the question, right? And both of these uh, sets of announcements, both from Seagate and from DDN, are chock full of comparisons, each one proving definitively that they're the, the best performing system overall, best performing storage system overall, just like we see with the compute side when vendors start targeting the HPC space. Which one is actually the better performing might depend on your configuration, your use case, what it is you're looking for. So I'm not going to go ahead and call a, a winner on that. I'll wait and see in our surveys uh, which things start coming back that people are buying. But I will say it's notable that Seagate and DDN are, are the ones that really came out with strong offerings in this space. Both companies had good showings at supercomputing, despite the fact that the news cycle was predominantly dominated by things on the compute side, whether it was accelerated computing or or the interconnect with OmniPath. You know, we saw a lot. Oh, OmniPath, by the way, and uh, and EDR and Finiband also both part of the the. DDN DDN offerings. We should have gotten that in there. Yep. Um, so, but but these storage companies uh, really pushing forward in, in a way that we don't see from the, uh, the the big enterprise storage guys. Right. Like you said at the outset, I mean these these would become the two big players as far as purpose built HPC storage, and they they sh they showed it here obviously, and uh, they're creating even more differentiation between sort of the enterprise. Uh, storage offerings that, that are out there that, that are used by HPC customers, but for for these things that need that that ultimate performance, uh, I think the the community is going to look at uh, these two things very carefully. Well, before we wrap up all the supercomputing news, Michael, we should talk about a supercomputer. You know, we got a lot of the different yeah. components that were out there, but uh, one actual future-looking platform that also more details went out on was the new Bull Sequana system. Now, in a, in a sense, this is still a future because it's built on uh, two different blades, one an Intel uh, Broadwell and the other a Knight's Landing. And although there are some early access parts out there, none of those is official released yet, but based on the uh, Bull Exascale Interconnect, BXI, they're saying that they're going to take this Sequana supercomputer all the way out to Exascale. Right. Uh, that's what they're saying. I mean, obviously, these are pre-Exascale systems with the current uh, components, but uh, this is the platform they're they're betting on to take it take it out five years when they come up with uh, the Exascale system. Now, they they did sort of launch this, this product. I mean, it's not all there yet. The, the system network that they've come up with, BX, BXI, uh, is not out yet. That's going to be available next year. Uh, in the interim, or even after the interim, they, you can still use InfiniBand on this, uh, this system. So uh, the initial system they actually put out with some pre-production Xeon 5s that I think we mentioned last week is the, the Terra 1000 system at the 
uh, Atomic Energy Agency at, at, in France, CEA. Uh, that's got some of the current Intel processors and, like I said, the pre-production Intel Xeon 5s. But that system is, is going to be a full-blown Sequanus system uh, with all the good stuff in there by 2017, and it's going to be running like something at, at 25 uh, petaflops peak. So that's going to be sort of their their high their high end system, probably their uh, biggest customer system for a while. But uh, yeah, good start, and and there was a lot of a lot of buzz around Sequana because one of the few. Uh, system platforms now with their own interconnect technology that's uh, custom. CEA, by the way, also the home of uh, 18 new pe- petabytes of storage. That was a DDN win. Since right. We're talking about the, the storage sites that are out there. DDN had announced a win at, uh, at CEA and also a smaller one at TAC as part of their flight of announcements around supercomputing. But yeah, this is exciting to me to see a, a new supercomputer vendor really uh, pushing the boundaries here and, and planning a flag saying we're able to deliver exascale. Now, the, you know, they're reliant, of course, on Intel uh, hitting its own roadmap, so they, they can't officially say when they're going to get to exascale because they're reliant on when Intel uh, will have their processors out. Right. But they've more or less implied that if Intel keeps up its own schedule of offerings, that they'll be able to get to exascale with Sequana by 2020, and, and they, they made it sound fairly credible. Yeah, I think that's that's the year they're shooting for, and they're not entirely relying on Intel. They're also going to be supporting NVIDIA GPUs, which, as you know, can supply uh, you know most of the most of the flops in the system. So it's uh, they've hedged their bets a little bit, certainly, and I think a lot of their customer bases is, is still going to want NVIDIA GPUs. But with the ability to either support the Xeon Fives or the GPUs, uh, they've they've got some options there for themselves and and their customer base. All right, Michael. Well. I, I think we've covered most of the product news, the really big stuff that we wanted to cover. I'm sure there's a lot more that we could get into. Uh, they, as you pointed out, it's a very busy show. Everyone had their their major releases, but those are the ones that caught our eyes the most, and uh, and it was a fun show. Yeah, it was. There, were, there was a lot. I think there was a you know on the order of a hundred press releases that we were never going to get to all of them. But uh, as as we go through the months, you know, we'll start catching up with some of these companies that had some news and maybe some uh, some use cases down the road on some of the new products. And if you've got a favorite that we missed, feel free to let us know about it. Send us an email to thisweekinhpc at intersect360.com or give us a tweet at thisweekinhpc. But for now, Michael, let's uh, take a couple days off, eat some turkey, and then come back and hit it again next week. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot, Michael. Thanks to you for listening. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. 